This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Reality Podcast. I'm Nancy every week on everything from the Challenge, Big Brother, Amazing Race, Survivor, and much, much more. You guys know what it is. Uh, we're dropping that tea uh, this week on a whole bunch of shows. We have a lot to cover this week: Bachelor in Paradise, Survivor, Big Brother, um, and of course the Challenge. Uh, as always, my co-hosts are here. My wonderful, beautiful wife. You find her on Twitter at Corey underscore Razan, C-O-R-I underscore K-R-Z-I-N. And of course, our fantastic intelligent reality TV analyst, Josh Green. You can find him on Twitter at Josh Green. Three, two, one. He just came back from the Survivor premiere party. So, jo- And Corey's going to be joining us in about 20 minutes or so. So uh, we're going to be getting into some other stuff. But before then, Josh, how are you doing? How was the, uh, how was the premiere last night? Premiere was, uh, it was great. I couldn't really hear the episode of Zamonk's, like, Two or three hundred people in a bar uh, in New York City. Uh, thank you to Bryce Isaiah, former guest, uh, for hooking up the ticket for me. It was a lot of fun, but had to rewatch the episode. Uh, absolutely loved the premiere. Um, the challenge episode was good. Big Brother could have been an email the past week and a half, um, as opposed to all these episodes they're doing. Uh, but excited to break it all down. Yeah. And we're just going to have general discussions around most of this. Survivor's going to be last. I think uh, we're going to start with the challenge. We're going to go into Bachelor in Paradise, do some big, do a little bit of Big Brother discussion, and then get into uh, Survivor. But I guess before we start, you know, with all, you know, we've got a lot of reality TV on right now. Josh, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts because I was talking about to this about Corey the other day too, and she'll give her thoughts. But um, you know, if you if you think across all of the TV shows on right now, minus Survivor, because Survivor kind of just started. Um, how do you think it's going? Because we have the challenge, which is, the challenge is, uh, again, it's just been kind of, I don't want to well, yeah, it's kind of been disappointing the last couple of years. It has, it's been losing ratings. It hasn't been as exciting as it used to be. Then you have um, Big Brother, which is a, a, a historic season, but all in all, it's been another, dominant season from another um from a, an alliance and we've seen that the last couple of years it's been kind of um again there hasn't been much action haven't been much back, back doors much surprises there and then you have bachelor in paradise which has been you know besides a little bit of drama super meh so how are you feeling about the reality tv that we cover right now i think paradise at least for me is always meh yeah. so i don't really uh you know i don't take much in that I think the circle's been really good, and I know we haven't covered that season, but we're watching it. Circle's and, fantastic. This is probably my favorite. We can talk about circle. Probably my favorite cast of all three seasons. I just they continue to make every season better than the last. But continue. Yeah, and then um, I mean, Big Brother. I think is only going to get better. I think 
the season did a lot uh, for the show. I know it strategically at times wasn't the most entertaining, but they they had to do it this way. It's been 22 years of, um, you know, oppression and, uh, you know, black people being treated horribly. So they had to handle it that way. I think the way they had their parachute alliances was really um, impressive strategically. We haven't really seen a strategy like that in a long time. So a lot of have we ever seen a strategy like that? No. Uh, I think it's new. I mean, really intuitive so by Tiffany. Big Brother 12 had it with like the, uh, with like Matt, Lane, Enzo. They all had their people. But um, I, uh, I think the challenge is the one that's in trouble right now because mm-hmm. their, their ratings and their views, it's some of the lowest. I think uh, episode two might have been the lowest rated challenge episode in the history of the show um like they're really not doing good right now and they keep thinking that if they bring in these global rookies it's going to help and uh it's just not they can't have a cast that's half rookies half vets um and expect it to work every time yeah yeah and and also to that like you know i don't know how many people are gonna you know you have like tacha who you have a lot of people tune in from that, but I don't know how many global icons you can bring in and, and like have all, all of their fans tune in. So I think, you know, you gotta, it's mainly a U.S. show. So if you bring in popular U.S. rookies, you know, the other thing too, I was watching a Drew video, um, Angel Cake Media, Engelman, Drew Angle, Angle Cake Media, Engelman, Drew Engelman, um, good, good friend of the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry for messing up your last name there, Drew. Um, <laughs> but um we, you know, he was saying that like we, um, they, they need to start like grooming these rookies better. We had a really good rookie cast this season. And like, you know, even like last season, there's like one, there's two rookies from last season that are on this season. And that, that's Nam, who obviously couldn't go. And then that's Amber B. And Amber B wasn't even on the original cast this year. Um, you know, she came in a little late. So they're not like creating storylines with the rookies. And I think that's, and then you have like your vets who are, I don't know. They just, they just, they're, there's the girls are entertainment wise. Like the girls and Josh are really holding that forward down in my opinion. Like you have Ashley, Amanda, um, who just came back. And then you have like Josh, who's making a lot of drama, but I, I don't know. I think, I think for the most part, it's really difficult because you have like Wes and Johnny who haven't played in a while. CT as big of a star for the challenges as he is like, he doesn't do much. So his airtime isn't crazy unless for challenges. Um, Yeah. It definitely stinks to see being such a big challenge fan, but like, you know, it's also kind of expected like as you know, they, they need to do something like of old, like a, like arrivals again, Drew said this to arrivals or an X's or something and just bring back an old type show you know an old type theme but but ultimately like i just think it's it's really hard to to get what they the sh- the challenge like in the 2000s and going forward which is an unbelievable show with everything involved like people like battle of the seasons like there was so much hate and animosity and drama like it was so good and now it's like everybody kind of likes each other and you know the drama's kind of meh here and there so i don't know it's interesting i really don't know how this show is going to do moving forward but i obviously i hope it it goes i think once tj retires from the show it's uh it's over for for the challenge but we'll see yeah i don't know when he will but uh i think it's going to be good so who knows we'll see what uh 
what we get, but um, hopefully we can have a decent ending. Yeah, let's get right into that recap, though. Speaking of the challenge, we'll get into last previous episode. It was uh, it was a good one. Josh, if you want to take start taking us through it. Yeah, um, we we opened up the episode with like seeing that uh, Tori and Corey have kind of instigated this and um, wanted to bring on the drama. Um, it was kind of funny that, um, you know, when Amanda pointed it out, uh, Corey said, you know, it's a lot deeper than pizza. And, you know, it just brought me back to Final Reckoning when he got uh, DQ'd for body slamming Tony over a pizza. Um, yeah, I feel like pizza, like pizza, star- pizza started to fight last year, too. I feel like pizza's always, was it pasta? Oh, well, food. Food no, starts fights pizza, in the challenge. Yeah, Casey and uh, CT. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a sought after food group, and um, Amanda called them out and said that Tori, you know, they clearly she doesn't see uh, Josh as a friend if she thought that that wouldn't be something that would get called out and Josh would get riled up by, because um, that's the type of person Josh is. He wears his emotions on his sleeve and all that, and of course it was going to be something that would be brought up. Um, we hear from Emmy as she's talking to a lot of the vets that she wants to take CT if she were to win an elimination. Um, we're seeing that, I guess there's been some votes and strategy talks that um, Bern has been bringing to CT that she's not very, or CT's not happy about, and he thinks it may bring trouble to him later on in the game. Um, so I, I don't know, you know, all the vets are so aloof. I think they just would never throw CT in. I think he's on his way to another win, honestly. Yeah. yeah by doing nothing, like absolutely nothing. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think they're going to throw him in. There's no reason not to. Uh, it's not like there's the skull twist this season. It, it's, but we, um, we also see Josh and Fessy like finally talk through everything. Um, they say how like they need to put their pride aside, be able to talk through things when things get tough. Uh, and I mean, this was interesting for Fessy. I think a lot of us have said how um, this was uh, a good uh, overall, a good showing for him, right? Like he, he didn't throw a punch at Josh. I do know that MTV's gotten stricter with, you know, physical violence. And I get that. Um, but to handle a challenge season going through Ramadan and him and Esther were fucking killing it uh, when they were partners. So we, we find out Josh is uh, safe and got a warning. Esther got a warning, but because Fessy put hands on someone, he's deactivated. Um, Austin, I know like we had Nelson get deactivated in Dirty 30. And he was giving a lot of confessionals about how TJ hates when people, you know, put their hands on people. Um, But I saw a lot on the internet about how this was a really soft uh, call to, to uh, deactivate Fessy over this. Uh, What do you think about uh, him getting DQ'd? Um, Yeah, I think it was, it was kind of soft. I mean, I think that they go over the rules with the cast members like before. So I think they knew if they put their hands on people, like, they would be gone. Yeah. So I, I fess he didn't seem like to argue about it too much. I think he knew what he did. 
and he knows he's got to fix some things. So I think, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Who um, was Nelson the one that that beat the hell out, beat the shit out of Brad? No, that was Darrell. Darrell, that's right. Yeah, uh, whenever I think of fight and DQs, like I think of Darrell beating the absolute shit out of Brad because Brad was drunk and being an idiot. Um, I'll never forget that. Like that is like that or CT. Um, you know, got out, but an Adam, yes. Uh, but yeah, there's some there's some classic fights, and like that was just not that was definitely just not it. So I'll rip um, his face off and eat it. Yeah, it was just some crazy stuff. Um, so yeah, ultimately, um, I think it was soft, but ultimate, but again, I think they changed the rules. So he, uh, you know, they they stuck to it and and they kicked him out. TJ was having like no BS either. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I feel like this is going to be something you know going forward where like you might be able to shove someone, but if you make any contact with the face like you're done but it's been interesting because a lot of people have seen that josh like threw a drink at fessy and there was blood on fessy's shirt so that like some of the glass may have chipped his skin oh yeah um and josh like yet again every season he's been on the show he's been in a big fight and somehow never gets deactivated i don't know what dirt he has on production um but somehow he's still uh around um tj does tell them at the end that uh they have to go to the lair in 15 minutes and if they don't make the decision uh he will for the elimination um and we see a couple of strategic talks that uh emmanuel wants to help emmy as their close friends back home um he knows that she needs a new partner because she's going to go in next time regardless and that they need Emmy to have a vet partner because Emmanuel has a strong vet partner as well so they can try and stay in the game as long as they can. Uh, obviously, Esther becomes a, a very easy target as a strong rookie girl by herself now because Fessy just got deactivated. And uh, then we also hear you know, CT, again, is trying to distance himself from Berna. Um, I also heard on the aftermath that CT saw Berna vote for Devin, and I think that was what really CT was like, okay, this needs to – like, I need to separate myself because, you know, Devin was a huge ally of his last season. I'm sure it's going to be the same this season, so um, – you know, I don't think he wanted that to come back and bite him. Um, and, I mean, we're already getting to nominations in the elimination. So, as you can see, it, it was a thin episode, honestly. It was only an hour long. Um, we see that Esther um, is nominated by the House. A very easy House vote uh, this week uh, with Fessy being deactivated. Emmy gets voted in by the agency, um, even though – you know, uh, Emmanuel's close with Emmy. He wants to take this risk because as long as Emmy wins, she'll be in good shape for a while and they'll be able to move forward and be a really strong uh, pair of teams with Emmy and CT and Emmanuel and Casey. So we get a variation of Paul Brawl. Um, yeah, what'd you think of that? I liked it. Uh, I thought, like, they do Hall Brawl so many times, like, I, I, why not add some, you know, fun to it and yeah. they have to, like climb up and ring a bell. Um, 
best two out of three. What did you uh, make of it, and who did you thought had that? I thought it was cool. It it added an element for sure. I think it evened the playing field a little bit too. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I think it definitely did, and um, different strategies took place. But ultimately, Emmy is now two and zero in elimination. The past two weeks on the show for her have been amazing. She's killing it. Yeah, the show. the show is part of in her music video for Alien. She got to sing Alien, and they played her song on the show last week. She wins elimination this week. She's two and zero. She's now partnered with CT, and Berna and Huey are together. Um, so, uh, unless we get a medical DQ or a uh, or if TJ decides to mix it up and just do guys or just do girls. Um, I have a feeling we are going to see um, Vernon Huey in elimination. Um, But who knows if it's just going to be a guys week Um, now that they just did uh, girls week. Who knows? Um, This season has been crazy with all the eliminations and all that. So I do not know where this is going to go, but uh, should be a good one next week. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, it was a good little compact episode. Not much, um, challenge stuff there, just the elimination, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a pretty good episode. Um, all right, Josh, uh, do we want to talk a little bit about, uh, big brother before getting into bachelor in paradise? Yes, we can. And I'll be honest, uh, big brother final four week could be an email. It realistically should be one episode where they're like, all right, final four HOH, and then we're going to do the veto, and then we're evicting somebody, um, and then do the finale a couple days later. Um, Because this has just been dragging for days and days. And, you know, Xavier won the final four HOH. Xavier also won the final four veto. So he kept nominations the same and big D is going to, I'm getting all the important stuff out of the way. We'll touch on a few funny things that have happened, but big D is going to have the decision of Ozzo or Kyland. And he's basically been bitching that he has to make the decision, but he also wants to have a move on his resume. Um, Austin, I don't know if we've had a contestant fall from preseason grace like, we all were so excited for him. And then this whole season, it's just dropped and dropped and dropped with Big D. Um, have, you, have you felt the same way? Um, n- not really. I, I still like him. I mean, it went down a little bit. Like, like I thought he was great. Like, it may, like, I don't know, maybe a little bit. But, like, I would still like to see him in the final, too. I think, he, you know, he's not going to win unless maybe he sends Kylan home and wins the final HOH, sends Xavier or – Sends Kylan, what am I thinking here? Sends Kylan home, wins the final HOH, and then takes Ozzy to the final two. He could have a chance there. Um, but yeah, I like him. I think he's cool. Um, if he goes with Ozzy and Ozzy wins the final HOH, I think she's going to win the season. But yeah, if, if Ozzy wins the final HOH, I'm saying if he wants any chance, yeah, um, if he, he wants any to. chance, he has to kick out Kylan and then he has to win the final HOH. And the, the he has fun- to do both though. Like yeah, he can't if he kicks if he doesn't kick out Kylan and wins the final HOH. I don't think that's enough to beat either Xavier or Kylan. 
and he's been uh, he's been saying you know that he's a Big Brother legend, and he's been comparing himself to Doctor Will, um, and how they played similar games. But Doctor Will, wait, who? He, Derek F has been comparing himself to what? Yeah, he was saying, oh, Doctor Will never won competitions and won Big Brother, and people say that he's one of the best to ever play the game. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, well, he actually had a reason for that and did it on his own will and accord. You had a very powerful alliance um, protecting you, and you went up as a pawn a lot, and you were never in danger of going home because why would people waste an HOH on you? Um, But it's just been interesting with him. There's... um, you know, I do think the jury, uh, you know, how that could break down is potentially interesting as far as who who could uh, be voting for who in what scenario. Um, but I'll be honest, I and I want to get your thoughts on this. I think Xavier's story um, of his his nephew and how Xavier's, you know, the full time caretaker and um, taking care of him after his brother passed away a few months before he played the season. Like, I think when Xavier wraps up his whole time playing and why he's playing, I I don't see anyone being like, yeah, we're bitter. We're not going to give him the money. Yeah. Like, he he just – he's got it all going on. Um, He's won competitions. He's been able to have influence in the game. Although I would love to see Aza win just to, uh, you know, make these guys get so annoyed. But um, as long as it's not Big D, I'm okay at this point. You really, you don't want Big D to win? I Look, I think he – I'm sure he's a good person outside of the house. But he's been getting in fights with Aza saying that he drug her the whole season – um that yeah see that, that's the thing like i think Corey and i because of you know the wedding and we just haven't caught up with it much like yeah. i think we've missed it stuff so uh, yeah especially- yeah maybe that's why <laughs> but yeah that would kind of be annoying too if i'm watching that and, and that's what's going on especially since the wedding um because when it got down to the cookout he kept trying to tell people in the cookout he was like oh i did so much to help get us to the six yeah and it was like, really? Like, Kylan was the one on Sarah Beth's HOH who did all of that. Not you. Like, it, it was, um, I, I don't know. He's just been big delusional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see that now. Yeah. Um, so, it'll be interesting. I don't, I have a very strong inkling. Um, the next time we record, we are going to be uh seeing a if i had to predict uh i would say xavier wins final hoh okay and they him and aza have both said they're taking big d um so is is derek sending kylan home you think it's pretty much all set that kylan's going home and he doesn't think he's going home so maybe that'll help you uh enjoy the season more because this is the first true blind Yeah, side. finally. Kylan has no idea that he's going home. He thinks Big D is sending 
Aza out because of the guys' alliance. Um, but basically for the final three, for the final HOH, uh, both people aside from Derek are taking Derek. And then if Derek wins, I, I think he would take Xavier because he's been. That wouldn't be. Him. It wouldn't be smart. He, I, he would take Oz. I think he would win. It, it wouldn't be smart, but he keeps thinking in his head that all the girls are going to vote for a girl if they make it to the end, and that's just not true. The, the girls on this season are, like, very into the game, and they would vote for the best person who played the game. They wouldn't vote for – they would vote for Asa because she played a better game than Big D, but um, they wouldn't just vote for her because she's a girl. Yeah. Like, Big D has that, that wrong in his head. Yeah, I agree. But it'll um it'll be interesting. We've got uh, a few more episodes for some dumb reason, and then uh, the finale on the 29th or the 30th. I think the 29th, so Wednesday next week. Yep. Yeah. Um. But uh, looking forward to it and uh, seeing who wins America's favorite player too. Yeah. I uh, hope I'm kind of hoping for Derek X there, but we'll see. Excited to recap all that next week. All right, um, before I get into Survivor premiere, let's talk Bachelor in Paradise real quick. It was just a super uneventful episode. Um, we had, what do we have? Corey's not here, so I can't, I'm trying to remember what happened. We had um, the Joe whole and Huh? Joe and Kendall talked in the beginning. Oh, that's right. Joe and Kendall are finally done, and Herman and Serena are like a thing that's getting like really serious. I really don't know how that's going to end, but we'll see. Kenny and Mari are super serious now, uh, are serious as well. They're telling each other how they feel. Riley and um, – is it Marissa? Yes. Riley and Marissa told each other how they feel. Noah and Abigail are doing really well from the beginning. Um, I still don't know if Noah's at the point where he would propose like at the end of this, but – like I'm sure they would keep keep the relationship going. Uh, what else am I missing? Anything else? Uh, well, the Kenny and Mari taco date. I mean, that was just that was uh, crazy. I, I cannot I believe Mar. I can't like I. Whenever I see that kind of stuff, I just think of like Mari's parents. Like, what the hell? I understand if you are a sensual being, but I cannot get behind wanting to be lathered up in sour cream. Like that, that is not sexy to me at all. I don't know why. And I'm sure they had to play it up because, you know, they don't pick the dates and all that. But I mean, I just, I was shocked that they enjoyed this. Um, another thing, and I don't think it made the episode, but I saw it on social media. Um, Thomas had did like uh, one of the, you know, makeshift dates on the beach uh, where, he got a mountain of chicken nuggets, margaritas, and um, pictures of Becca's dogs. And there's even been um, rumblings on social media and pictures too that uh, they're like Becca was at Thomas's nephew's first birthday party. So like it does seem they're giving it a shot outside paradise. Um, I don't know if they're engaged. Um, we do have two weeks left of paradise, so who knows? We'll find out, but, um, I, I don't think there will be, uh, Tia was ripping into Blake 
um, about not like, you know, setting something up and, you know, going out of his way to show that he cares about Tia and James had did that, you know, little like me. Yeah, it got pretty messy on Instagram too. They were calling each other out. Yeah, I saw. And I just like, I, I don't understand it. Like, Tio, why are you wasting your time with this man? Yeah. Went home night one of Claire's season. You've been on <laughs> this show so many times. Like, let it go. It, it's, it's, it's all good. Let him, let him just drown himself anyway. Um, and then Aaron had his like runway thing that he did with Chelsea. Um, since Chelsea's a model, it was a little funny. Um, but it set up the cliffhanger where, um, you know. Ivan thought that Aaron was being inauthentic and not like actually wanting Chelsea and more just wanting the Rose. Um, and then, you know, we see Ivan take Chelsea off and, uh, you know, Chelsea's asking if he's ever thought about her and they end up hooking up and Aaron's pissed. Yeah. It looks like they're about to fight. I mean, first of all, Aaron's Aaron just wants to talk to him and Ivan's just, no, nah, I don't want to, I want to come over there. Like I don't, or, I don't get that. And then, and then they get in each other's faces, and Aaron's gonna, you know, blow up. Obviously, so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I think production gets involved next week. If if I do, if I do recall the the, um, if I do recall correctly, the um, uh, the the what is it? The premiere, the the clip, the preview, yeah, the preview, yeah. It looked um, pretty juicy. And I um. I think it might have been something that happened when they uh, when that storm happened and they went to their hotels. Um, yeah, I that was okay. Let's talk about that too. That transition was super weird. That was like, okay, everybody get off the island. Commercial. Okay, we're back. Like just weird. Nothing about them getting off. Like it was weird. I that was so weird. Uh, maybe a little unnecessary. I don't know if they had to show that. Yeah, I don't think they had to. They probably did it for um, the beginning of the season. Um, but, uh, it, it was, yeah, it was strange. I agree. Um, not really needed to be honest. Yep. Uh, we'll see what next week brings. We got two weeks off to paradise. Yeah. Two weeks left. We'll see who proposes. Honestly, I don't think any of these couples relationships are strong enough to propose, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and we'll go from there. Yeah. All right. Recapping those three. I think Corey's going to come in now for, um, Survivor, so let's get into that Survivor premiere. It was uh, pretty good. This cast looks pretty solid. A um, lot of really smart people. So, uh, Josh, uh, take it away. Let us know, uh, first of all, how the experience was. I know we talked about a little bit in the beginning, but the experience was watching it with all the Survivor players and fans and stuff yesterday, and then also the premiere of the show. So, it was it was awesome. Uh, I, I was – there was one person I was upset that I didn't see – and I didn't even know they were there. Um, Ethan Zahn from Winners at War and Survivor Africa and Survivor All-Stars uh, was there. Oh, wow. And he's like one of my favorite Survivor players. Um, oh, how many Survivor players were there? Were there a lot? Oh, there were like 30 or 35. Oh, holy crap. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, they, they definitely, you know, all of them were certainly having their fun. They definitely pre-gamed. Uh, it was... It was an awesome time. Bryce kept telling me that I was giving off drunk vibes to him. And I said, Bryce, I'm just excited, man. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm just happy. I'm not drunk. I haven't drank in years. Uh, but uh, 
him and Wendell had an amazing event. Uh, it was a lot of fun at Mustang Harry's uh, in downtown NYC. Um, it was, I had to rewatch the episode because I could not hear anything. Um, but this shit is no joke. Like Jeff, Jeff wants to make these people suffer um, big time. So we, um, we get through the marooning and everything and people, people get up on the barge. Um, I do want to point out uh, the most insane uh, introduction, Corey, that Nasir learned English through watching Survivor um, in the beginning. And I just, I thought that was amazing. Like, what a, what a way to learn. And like, when, when CBS saw that, they were like, yep, you're on the show just for that story alone. Yeah, they, you know, just something about the Survivor casting in general, they managed to pick, like, and they've always done this. Like, they've been doing this for years, but they've always managed to pick people with such diverse backstories and such different backstories that you really won't ever have like two people like on different seasons that have like the same exact story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, we literally, I, I can't remember her name. Um, and I feel awful, but she said that, you know, she, in the medical world, she's known as a previvor, um, which okay. is just like the coolest thing ever. I think like, it's, it's just so interesting to me that this show is able to bring together so many you know, so many different people, but they all share that common interest of just being diehard fans and wanting to go on the show. Yeah. And even with the, um, you know, adding in the diversity initiative, it's made it even better to have different stories. Um, and it, as far as Tiffany, um, I did, I love that this season they're finally doing the video packages from home and like showing these people like Tiffany, they showed her getting the final call 24 hours before having to leave that she was going to Fiji and like celebrating with her husband. And like, you get to meet all these people and see what they do in their everyday life. Yeah. Um, and I think they did an amazing job with that. That's, this is the first season that they've done packages like that, where you see footage of them from back home with their loved ones at work, things like that. And I, yeah, I love that. It's almost like behind the scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. Australian Survivor does it, and I, I think they finally, I think U.S. Survivor finally was like, our early boots don't get to be known very well. Like, let's do this, and uh, it was great. So in the marooning, uh, they had to find their paddles and race for Flint. They weren't even given it, um, and uh, you know Yase couldn't even find the one paddle, and Luvu didn't unclip from the barge. They were paddling and going nowhere hilarious. the entire time in the water, um, which was amazing. Um, and ultimately, Uwa gets Flint, uh, and they start fire right away. Uh, they were absolutely killing it. And early on, when we get back to the beaches, and I hate when I people don't. win challenge, like when you're at this viewing party, were people like cheering and stuff? Uh, when the episode started, it was really loud just because of how long it's been without Survivor. So people were just so excited. Um, but during the challenges, like, yeah, people were. But it was already it was already so loud that, like, it, it wasn't going to make a difference. But 
um, I could certainly tell who some fan favorites are early. Um, like Shan, who we haven't talked about yet. Uh, a lot of people really like Tiffany, but we were also in New York, which is where she's from. Um, so that made sense. Um, but we, uh, we got a couple things that like, uh, you know, got us to know some contestants even more. We see this hourglass and they're given an option of two tasks. I think you guys would agree with me. Um, I would never be doing that triangle puzzle because I would still be there right now trying to get the number. <laughs> that puzzle was impossible. Like I've seen those types. They've even, they ha that's the one that uh, Corey Wharton is famous for because he kept getting it wrong, him and Nicole. And they had no idea to count the largest triangle itself. Yeah. But that one looked tricky. And I, that to me almost reminded me of like an SAT question or like an oh, ACT question, you know? 100%. And I know that for a fact, like if it was like a regular standard triangle, like everything was equal, you could very quickly figure it out. But for how complex it was and it, just looking at that thing, I was like, I don't even know without like a pen and paper how you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, both tribes uh, choose to do sweat and they have to fill two large barrels full of water and they had roughly about four hours to do it. It was Xander and David for uh, Yase and then it was uh, Danny and Deshaun for... Um, Danny and Deshaun for Luvu did get a little interesting as Danny and Deshaun were looking for idols uh, while they were doing it. Um, I mean, honestly, who can blame them? They were doing it for four fucking hours. Like, I, I'm sure people weren't that mad um, after a couple of days, especially when they won immunity. Thanks to Deshaun on the puzzle. A little bit of a spoiler there. But um, so we, we see that the tribes then uh production comes in everybody gets a scroll and it says one person from your tribe must immediately go uh to like a summit type of thing and uh danny volunteers for uh luvu a lot of uh danny mccray in the premier austin uh former nfl player for the dallas cowboys yeah he uh was all over the place uh, Xander uh, was uh, going because a lot of people on Yase assumed that he would tell the truth and, you know, do what, whatever, help the tribe. And that was the case. And then JD went for Ua. They picked rocks and his was the odd rock. Uh, JD was someone who everyone has been really high on, very bright for a 20-year-old kid. And um, his tribe, just the whole premiere. He's really smart. The whole premiere, they just, they weren't buying any of his shit. But yeah. he was. It was led by that one, the one guy. I, I didn't get it. He, I just don't think he liked him. And from the get-go, he just had that stigmatism about him. In his defense, JD was lying, but so does everyone in Survivor. Um, so it, he, JD was lying, but I think it was a little bit too, like, extreme. But, uh. So they get to the summit and uh, they have to go up a mountain and then down and then each of them individually make a decision. I thought that was the decision part. I thought was super cool. Like, yeah, really cool. Um, so if they all protect their vote, they all get their vote and nothing changes. If all three of them risk, 
they all lose their vote at their first tribal council. And if one or two of them choose risk, they each get an ex or the people who choose risk get an extra vote at the next tribal or till the final six. Yeah. So you're basically playing a game of chicken with people you just met. Um, and so what did you, what did you like about it, Austin? Like, I just thought it was super cool how like it was super, a super creative um, challenge type thing that kind of just had everybody depend on one another. I thought it was really cool. Um, just the way that it was set up, the way that they had them go up the summit down and then, you know, them three broke up and, and they had to basically depend on each other, like just super cool. So you, and you really didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And Corey, we, you know, we already see there's now, there's two extra votes in the game. Uh, there's a beware advantage hidden at every camp, which we still don't know what that even means. And Tiffany walked right by where Jeff hid uh, their camps one. Um, I, I'm getting a little worried. We may have like eight advantages and idols at the final five. Like this is, it, it's, yeah, but don't they usually cut it off though, like to a certain extent, like up until like a certain time? And I think, they I do, think that's, but... I think it's all within like, it's it's almost like reading the fine print, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing too. And I was saying to Austin, it was very interesting to me um, how the I. I'm not going to remember his name. I'm blanking the gentleman on the yellow tribe, how he, yes, how he had informed his tribe about his decision. Mm -hmm. So smart. Like I, I would not have ever thought to kind of go about it that way, but how he presented it was he, you know, essentially told his team that, it could kind of be used together as a team, you know, once they make it to merge. And I'm like, that's smart. And to me, that's kind of a prime time to use it. However, I'm sure there's other players too, that if they were given that opportunity or that reward for like the extra vote, they might use it too early on or not at the right time. And therefore almost put a target on their back, making them the next risk to go. It's it's an amazing point you make. Um, like we saw Danny um, tell the truth to his tribe. It seemed like his tribe believed him. Uh, JD, there were there were too many lies, and the whole tribe. It wasn't just Ricard. The whole tribe did not believe him at all um, with the lie that he told. You could just tell from their body language and their facial expressions. But I I do agree with you. I think Xander did a really good job there, and. Um, you know, while it may seem stupid, the guy, he needs to be, for his archetype, for the strong, buff, young kid, he needs to be the one to show loyalty. And I think a lot of people on that tribe are going to be like, you know what, we were thinking about getting rid of him, but if he's going to use an extra vote to help keep me in the game, like maybe we we keep him around because Mm – there's not going to be a lot of people that'll do that for you. And they all believed him. So it was, uh, yeah, he he did a really good job. And uh, before we get to the immunity challenge and uh, Jeff shares that uh, two things, one, 
he's just going to say, come on in for now. Um, you know, with all the uh, gender fluidity on the season and um, with the uh, times that we're in, I, I thought it was, a, you know, a decent thing um, to, to go over, but uh, come on in guys is no more. Um, we're getting, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I understand it, but also I, you know, interesting. That was a staple. Yeah. And especially, especially Evie, who is, um, who is, um, binary or non-binary, excuse me. Um, you know, she, she even said like, it it was okay to keep come on in guys. Um, but I like that Jeff like had the conversation. Um, you know, it is important to include everyone. So, um, I, I'm glad he didn't shy away from really important topics that he's shied away from in the past. Um, we do hear about one more advantage this season that I want to get your guys' thoughts on. It is called the shot in the dark. And if you don't have an advantage, if you don't have an idol, you can play the shot in the dark. You do not get to vote. You place it in the urn and you uh, have a one in six shot of staying in the game, which is like a 16.67% chance of, uh, of staying in the game. I mean, I see it as no downfall if you're on the bottom and you know you're going home. But if you're in a majority alliance, that's just as, you know, that's a free hidden immunity idol that you did nothing for, you know, and that can blow up your whole game. Um, do you think this is going to – this one-in-six shot will end up working for somebody at some point and uh, this will come back? Or is this a one-and-done type of thing on the show? I don't know if it will come back, but I like how original it is. I like how cool the idea is. But I also think um, – I don't know. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to really help some people. Um, so I have a question. If you use the shot in the dark and you don't get picked as someone else does, do they get the hidden immunity idol? Or do they get, like, safety, or how does that work? So not everyone has to play it. Like, um, for example, like, Sarah could have played it at the Ua Tribal Council, and five scrolls say not safe. One says safe. I see. I see. Okay. If, if it was not safe, she would be gone. So it's interesting. I think it'll uh, – I'm hoping – to at least see it play out properly and uh, maybe get somebody out um, in a cool way. <coughs> Excuse me. We get to the immunity and we find out that the first and only the first tribe wins immunity. Other two tribes, tribal council, off the bat, day three, two people out of the game, which is insane. Never happened in survivor history that two people are out on day three. Um, they have to run an obstacle course with puzzle pieces and sandbags, uh, carry them up, and then ultimately build a gigantic survivor puzzle. And um, Luvu got to um, made a rough mistake with the sandbags, had to go all the way back, then run back, fix the sandbag, then push it. Um, they were they were a mess, but then when they got to the puzzle. They hauled that thing up the. Um, whoa. They hauled that thing up the slide. Yeah, I mean they're they're a strong tribe. Like you've got Sydney, who um you know is a track athlete, 
Danny McRae was in the NFL. Deshaun's pretty buff guy too. And uh, Nasir's no slouch. Erica and Heather are both strong. Like the, it is. Yeah. What? I said, yeah, I agree. Like I, yeah. I thought it, it's a great tribe. Uh, they're a little, um, little not smart at times, but I thought, I think a, a very uh, strong tribe. I was like, oh, they're definitely going to tribal. Like they're yeah, so behind. And honestly, the way Sarah and Shan were moving on that puzzle for Ua, like that was coming together like this. Yeah, they just they just missed one little piece. I was like, okay, uh, Yase and Luvu to tribal, just like I had predicted, because I thought Ua was going to be like the really strong like win every challenge tribe. Um, but no, we get uh, Luvu winning immunity. And Yase and Uwa to tribal. I think the simple vote was definitely the Yase tribal. Um, you know, we had the girls getting worried that Abraham wanted to keep the tribe strong. Um, you know, Abraham's military background. It seems like Abraham would have done very well in old school survivor. Yeah. But in this new school, it it's not on tribe strength. It's really not. And I think that tribe is. I think that tribe's in trouble for immunity challenges, though. Ev- everybody has said this tribe is the hot mess tribe because Evie in her preseason was like, um, the thing that annoys me n- most is uh, men who are really confident in themselves. And I was like, oh great, meet David, a neurosurgeon. This yeah. is going to go really well. <laughs> Are really confident in their abilities, rather, but still. And, uh, I, yeah, I think they're going to lose the next immunity challenge, especially without Abraham. Um, but ultimately, it was between Abraham and uh, Tiffany, and uh, it was a 5-1 to vote to send Abraham home. Do you guys think that was the right decision? No, but okay. I, think, I think Abraham was just too aggressive too early. Yeah like it usually happens and he was sent home unfortunately but you know i think the majority of that tribe too were, are with the girls so you know it's gonna send them home they're not thinking about the future but you know it is I, what it is and everyone i like liana on that tribe very strong girl was like very reserved and like was a very good listener which is an unreported thing on survivor uh same thing with shan on ua listening is sometimes better than uh than talking which a is lot. the green tribe is that the one who Ooh, sent abraham home did they send abraham home no that's yase right. okay yase yeah yase yeah it's interesting we'll see what happens i think they're in deep trouble because especially i i think the two guys who did the water challenge are still probably depleted from the water challenge I'm sure and they don't have flint till the next immunity either when they can win it back like they are they're probably shitting bricks um but we then go to the uwa tribal uh which will be the last part tonight and uh it was just insane it was madness um i thought it was going to be that Jason. was crazy for a first for a first tribal council that was just i think that was a little too much uh, yeah i mean i i thought it was going to be jd because that's yeah but I- then they they started talking and jd wasn't even in the picture essentially after he said something and I will Poor say, Brad was put in a horrible spot earlier in the no. day. Hold on, Corey, not poor Brad, because Brad went up to two people, looked them in the face from a feet 
a foot away and said, yeah, I think it's going to be Sarah or Shan. To Sarah and Shan. Yeah, I mean, it, it is the right move, but also it's no, like... not to their face. Yeah, it's stupid to do that, yeah. You, you say... <laughs> never in these games do you say it to their face. Yeah. <laughs> never. You just say, oh, no, I'm thinking uh, Jeannie or JD. They're not over here. So I'll, I'll say anybody who's not over here, like, I love you guys. You're yeah. great. You don't name the person in front of you. Um, but that tribal, everyone started standing up. Uh, JD and Shan say, whatever you want to do, I will do. And ultimately, Sarah went home on a four to one to one yeah, vote. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, so I think they were going to vote Sarah because of the puzzle. Um, and it's a shame if they had gotten that one puzzle piece out, I think Uwa was going to win immunity. Yep. I agree. It was crazy. I feel bad for her. You know, she said, she even said she doesn't want to, she didn't want to like, she didn't want to ha- volunteer for the puzzle part because of this reason. And unfortunately that's what happened. So and that's what happens to survivor. If you mess up like that with a lead, like you're on the chopping block. Yeah, it, it does suck. And you know, I'm sure she was, you know, confident in that being a strong suit in her game. She's a girl who, you know, graduated from MIT, very smart girl. So it's absolutely it was one piece that, that screwed her up. Yep. Yeah. But we got uh, a, a great season of survivor coming up. It looks like a ruthless season of survivor coming up uh, to recap. We're excited to recap with you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. That's the end for of, of us here. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Riala, R-E-A-L-I underscore T pod. TEA pod on Twitter, reality podcast on Facebook and Instagram, uh, reality podcast on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else you guys get your podcast, follow, like, subscribe, leave com- leave good ratings, comments, whatever you guys can do there. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Enjoy reality TV. We'll catch you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.